Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. Uh, I think I think that the best thing I can probably advise is, uh, yeah, probably read everything, uh, learn as much as you can, leverage from some of the old timers uh, in the business or people in the network. Uh, I think when I started out all those years ago, uh, I was lucky in my business. Uh, was a member of uh, what was the ACI in those days, and, and obviously now the, the, the GRCI. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slasher. I'm the editor at the GRC Institute. And today we have another one of our directors, Craig Greenwood. Hi, Craig. How are you doing? Good. Thank you, Kwame. How are you? Too bad, all things considered. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about who you are, a bit of a profile. So tell me a bit about how you got to this role. Uh I guess uh, I've worked in compliance for around 20 years. Uh, I didn't probably realize at the time that my first real compliance role was as a QA team leader in a customer service business down in Melbourne. Um, I guess on reflection, it was. Uh, My real compliance journey began in late 2002 uh, when I took on a contract role managing FSL license processes post FSR for a large insurer here in Sydney. Um, this sort of morphed into drafting all of the missing and outdated policies and procedures, and then really building a new compliance framework from scratch, uh, in effect. Um, I guess this move was unusual in the sense that I didn't come from a legal or accounting sort of audit background like most of my colleagues, uh, but it was really a new function. I think when I joined the compliance team it had only been in place for about six months, Uh, And it was really, really sort of very greenfield. So uh, coming in with no legal experience, no compliance experience, wasn't really such uh, an issue back in those days. Uh, But I think one benefit, as we've seen compliance functions mature over the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years, is that there's now uh, much more of a pathway, I think, moving into compliance roles, uh, both internally, uh, recruiting internal from other parts of the business, operational uh, parts, uh, you know, credit, uh, risk, uh, and even even places like call centres and operational functions. Uh, I've also noticed as well over my last few roles that there's a lot more uh, opportunities in compliance and risk within sort of graduate uh, recruitment and graduate sort of placings. So uh, I think that's 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 certainly a positive. But that was that was 20 years ago, um, and obviously I've been I've been within the compliance. Uh, an AMR space ever since. Great. And tell me a bit about uh, now when, in terms of what you're doing in risk and compliance. What does your kind of role entail very generally? Uh, well, my current role, uh, I guess, after my insurance stint, uh, I moved into big four banking and did similar work around building compliance frameworks, policies, trading, incident management, investigations, generic, uh, I guess, corporate compliance. Uh, after that, I did uh, stints in two international banks here in Sydney, uh, one in a, an AML and more of a conduct risk role, looking at uh, conflicts and insider trading and those sort of things. It was a trading environment. Uh, and the second one was uh, looking after compliance for retail and commercial banking, and I guess the wealth space. Uh, so a lot of experience there. I then spent around seven years uh, in the chief compliance officer at AML officer role at one of the uh, largest non-bank lenders uh, in Australia. Uh, and obviously a lot of that work involved things like responsible lending and the various reviews that were going on at the time. 
so that brings us up to uh, just over 12 months ago. So I started my current role uh, where I manage compliance and privacy in the transformation space, uh, as well as acting as the SME for fraud and ID solutions sort of products. Um, and obviously that started in the height of the first lockdown. So uh, yeah, I think in a similar vein to a lot of people uh, over the last 18 months, uh, starting a new role uh, in a new company, uh, in a new area without actually meeting anybody for, for months on end. And then of course, going back into the office, uh, you know, every other week for probably about three months up until June and then being out of the office since then. So uh, that's where I've uh, come from. And uh, I guess that's where I am now. Excellent. And I was going to ask you, what are some of the issues that you see risk and compliance professionals have to face? But you, I think you've already started with the remote compliance question there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, the current issues, the issues for this year, I guess a lot of them have carried over from last year. Uh, I think the first thing is, uh, being somebody who sat on crisis management teams and dealt with, uh, you know, things like uh, the previous sort of Asian flu pandemic and planning for that. And, and, you know, nobody really could have planned, I think, for anything on this scale. I don't think any crisis management team uh, had, had the idea that we'd have something so serious that's gone on for so long. So I think a lot of uh, what businesses have done and, and obviously what the government have done have been trial and error. Uh, but I think, yeah, a lot of the current challenges for compliance and, and wider business have really been sort of COVID related. Uh, I think specific to compliance, uh, the impact on compliance teams and the challenge of getting things done uh, while not being face to face. Obviously, it's similar for, for teams throughout organisations, but I think uh, compliance and risk in particular uh, we do do a lot of face to face work, a lot of workshopping. So I think that's been a challenge uh, and that's probably uh, you know been uh, amplified by being a new starter uh, during the pandemic uh, I think the second thing around remote working from a compliance uh, perspective uh, in particular is really how do we manage and monitor the organization's compliance while sort of not being there um, you know how do we promote compliance culture when we can't do things like face-to-face -face training, we can't sit down with people and do compliance reviews. It makes things like incident management and, and investigations that bit more difficult. Uh, I think one thing that it has shown, <laughs> excuse me, is that uh, you know companies, bigger companies, or, or maybe more technologically advanced companies who have the online GRC tools in place, have probably had a real, you know, uh, sort of benefit uh, above and beyond. Uh, maybe companies that haven't gone down that route as yet. So I think that's that's an important factor. Uh, I think a couple of other things uh, that have been thrown up, particularly by sort of COVID and, and working from home, uh, I think fraud and AML issues uh, have probably increased uh, from what I read and from talking to people. I think, you know, the lack of ability to do face-to-face -face, uh, sign-ups for application and originations for things like loans, uh, again, is probably a challenge more for smaller providers who, who have got less uh, technological resources to do, you know, online KYC or online origination. Uh, I think there's also the potential of IT vulnerabilities for people working from home, you know, with their laptop, even though they're generally linked to, uh, you know, the, the organizational network. 
Uh, I think just not having people to call on and, and being sat at home alone, I think there's there's a lot more opportunity there for, for fraud. Uh, and I think the final one is probably the issue of vulnerable customers and, and hardship. And I think we've seen that from last year through to this year. Uh, I think the very volume of hardship applications, the very volume of deferred loans uh, has been challenging for a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, compliance people and organisations in the financial space. And down to the last question, um, what advice do you have for risk and compliance professionals who are probably new to the profession or a changing job uh, who are trying to get, you know, get their piece right? Uh, I, think, I think that the best thing I can probably advise is, uh, yeah, probably read everything, uh, learn as much as you can, leverage from some of the old timers uh, in the business or people in the network. Uh, I think... When I started out all those years ago, uh, I was lucky my business uh, was a member of uh, what was the ACI in those days, and, and obviously now the, the, the GRCI. Um, yeah, use the resources, use the resources on the website, uh, take opportunity to join working groups. Uh, you know, I've been fairly active uh, over my membership from 2003 until the present day. So um, yeah, I think leverage that. Uh, you know, obviously sign up for, you know, ASIC, APRA sort of websites and, uh, you know, information downloads. Uh, it's really, I think, obviously, it's a very, very broad role uh, for a lot of people, especially ones in smaller organisations. So I think, you know, you really need to, you can't do it all on your own. You really need to leverage, uh, I guess, the people that have gone before, whether they're in your business or outside of the business. Um, and yeah, Ask, ask the questions, you know, whether that's to somebody internally, somebody in your network, previous, you know, team members, previous manager. Um, yeah, I think, I think really, you know, to, to get on top of it, it's a very broad subject. Um, yeah, you need to continuously learn uh, and continuously develop yourself. All right, excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Craig. That's all right. No problem. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.